Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We're dad and daughter talking all things football with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And I've worked out, Dad, that it's officially a year that we've had the podcast going. How cool is that? Really? Wow. Yep, it's very exciting. Any particular highlights would you say over the last year? I know there's so many to choose from right now. Uh, yeah, from the podcast perspective, probably the Gary Mabbott interview, I must say. Yeah, that was really exciting. Obviously, just in general, doing our podcast every week. In terms of social media, I've got to say Frank McAvenny liking one of our tweets about his barnet. That's pretty much a highlight. The Beast from the Chase, he liked one of our tweets. That's a bit of a yeah, celeb shout out there. And uh, oh, Kevin Day. Obviously, he gave us a bit of recognition um, after his Who Are You book and our Who Are You episode. So a whole year that we've been doing it, but everything's staying the same. Obviously, we've got our, our rants and our raves and roundup as well this week. So I'm going to start off by just quickly rounding up the Premier League. And there was only obviously just one match that took place over the weekend, and that was Villa versus Newcastle, 2-0 to Aston Villa. Um, fantastic performance, looked comfortable, never looked like they were really going to concede a goal. That's partly due to Villa's sturdy defence, but also, which I'll mention a little bit later, maybe due to Newcastle as well, not really ever looking threatening. But overall, just so much to be excited about as a Villa fan. Um, great partnerships across the pitch, obviously Conso and Mings in defence, Grealish, Watkins, Barkley seem to have a good understanding with each other. Um, and they're now five points behind Liverpool in fourth. I think they might have one game or a couple of games in hand still. And Newcastle, terrible run of form, lost their last four Premier League matches, not one in their last 10 appearances in all competitions. Um, they're seven points ahead of Fulham, but Fulham have got a game in hand on Newcastle. But overall, just got to say, praise Aston Villa for a fantastic win over Newcastle. And then in the championship, there was QPR versus Derby, the only championship match that took place over the weekend. And a really good 1-0 away win for Derby. Top goal scorer, Kazim Richards, got a 56-minute winner. Second consecutive win now under Wayne Rooney. So seem to be getting, you know, new manager, bit of momentum going in. Quite an even game. I think both teams only had two shots on goal. But the Rams remain 21st, so level on points and a goal difference with Nottingham Forest. Five points clear of Rotherham, but notably Derby have played three more games more than Rotherham. And their next match is against Bristol City, who obviously had a good win in the FA Cup fourth round away to Millwall. There were a couple of championship matches on Sunday as well. Nil-nil, deadlock at Preston against Reading. And then quite an interesting result. You had Middlesbrough against Blackburn. And Blackburn ended up winning it 1-0 thanks to Joe Wathwell's 63rd minute winner. Bit of controversy in the match. Neil Warnock certainly not happened after his defender um, suffered a very bad injury when uh, Jared Braithwaite almost seemed to slice his face with a very high boot in the penalty box. Um, so probably should have been punished for that. You would have thought at least a penalty. However, ref didn't get it, give it. And as a result, Blackburn went on to win the match. So in terms of the table, Middlesbrough is still pushing for the playoffs in seventh place, 39 points. And a Blackburn, 36 points and currently sitting in ninth. So mentioning the FA Cup fourth round, just a couple. We got Southampton versus Arsenal. Obviously, really good one nil victory for Southampton, knocking out Arsenal, who won it last year. 
just typical Southampton performance, really high intensity, high press, put out a full team, so made it clear that they were wanting to win. Um, first loss in seven matches for Arsenal, who are under a really good run. And the next round for Southampton will be against Wolves, so they'll definitely um, favour themselves for that one because Wolves haven't been playing fantastically, not really in form at the moment. So great result for Southampton. And then just one quickly, we'll do Cheltenham Town versus Man City. 3-1 to City, which on paper sounds comfortable, but... Cheltenham were one up with 10 minutes to go and it was a brilliant performance from them. Obviously, lead two side and um, just all put in a real good shift. But unfortunately, Man City doing what they needed to do and scraping out the win. Phil Foden seems to be really coming of age and he scored the vital goal to bring it back to 1-1. And then um, City soon got all the rest of their goals. No De Bruyne now for four to six weeks. How much of an impact do you think that's going to have on City as a squad? Uh, well, he's bound to be a miss, but I think Foden's certainly stepping up. I think Foden, Gundogan's on form, so yeah, he'll definitely be a miss. But I don't, I don't think it'll be terrible. So that's my roundup from just a couple of the FA Cup fourth round matches. There's a decent number of League One matches this weekend. A couple of um, interesting ones. So Ipswich, Peterborough, not quite a derby, but an important east side of the country clash. Ipswich desperate to get back into the. Uh, Championship, but another home defeat, unfortunately. Peterborough won 1 0, and they're up to third, seven points ahead of uh, Ipswich. Ipswich lost one, lost one, just can't make their minds up what they're going to do. They're down to seventh, oh, sorry, down to ninth. Um, again, not brilliant. It was a McGuinness own goal, and then a 69th minute that won it for Peterborough. Johnson, Clark, Harris, also Peterborough missed the penalty in the first half. Uh, so it looks like Peterborough were worthy winners. Interesting, there was 20 shots in the game, only one on target, which was Ipswich, so Peterborough won 1-0 without a shot on target, obviously, because it was a own goal, so yeah, Ipswich 0, Peterborough 1. Other one was a big top-of-the-table clash, Portsmouth versus Hull. Uh, Hull flew home 4-0, back to the top, Portsmouth 4th, 1-0 at half-time. Interesting in this match, Portsmouth-Hull, Portsmouth-Jack Watmore scored two own goals, not often that happens, I don't think. Richie Smallwood, captain for uh, all these days, ex-Blackburn um, midfielder. So he seems to be, got booked yesterday, quite feisty, quite a lively player. So having a good season there, seems to have found his level in the uh, in League One. And manager for Hull, Grant McCann, Northern Irish, 40 years old. Previously managed Peterborough and Doncaster. So the Hull unbeaten in six. Uh, the last defeat was actually to Portsmouth on December the 18th, 2-0 at home so uh, on a good run but I think imagine looking confident to go back up uh, Hull City and then time for a rant go on what's been annoying you this week or in particular just across the season it might be might be similar as you actually from what you said before but I've got teams that can't be bothered to try too hard and um, yeah I think more than that, just not having a plan. So imagine they've got uh, a week, or in some cases less than a week, but they've got plenty of time to, um, I mean, they've got the training to do, of course they have, but you expect teams to go on the pitch with some sort of plan and maybe they'll change it at half-time or think on the feet. But Chelsea, Newcastle, just teams that don't seem to really have much of a plan. Teams can work them out quick and you just don't imagine they're going to win some matches from very early on and you think, well... That's a bit of a waste of time, really. So Is that down to manager? Well, I suppose it must be eventually. I mean, they're the one organising and motivating. So, you know, if you don't go on the pitch and look like they've got a real 
solid plan. It seems a bit strange, really. Well, yeah, that does link with my rant. But mine's specifically about Newcastle in particular, having watched the Villa-Newcastle match. Just a real lacklustre, uninspiring squad. Like, there's nothing really that the fans can at all get behind or cheer about at the moment from the performances that they've been putting on for everyone to watch. And depth of squad, I think, at Newcastle is quite worrying. Like, if you were to think, is there anyone at Newcastle that you think, yeah, I'm looking forward to watch them play? I mean, there's some good players. Maxim, he came back yesterday after being out. There's some good players there. It's just they just don't seem to be quite gelling together. And, I mean, Shelby's... You know, he's, he's on his day, he's a good player, just doesn't seem to be uh, firing at the moment. Well, yeah, exactly. And I looked at some the highest weekly earners at Newcastle and you've got Joel Linton, Andy Carroll, Shelby and Craft and Defence. And out of those four players, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think any of them were real standouts personally. And then I wanted to compare it with the top four highest weekly earners at West Ham. Again, you could argue that some of them, you know, Haller, Yarmolenko, but then you've got Bowen, Antonio. And if you look at those four ahead of the Newcastle four, I know which team I'd rather be watching play. And obviously you can see that in the results that West Ham are getting. I don't know why I necessarily chose West Ham and Newcastle. Would you say they're two teams that you would expect the same things from them, like top 10 finish realistically on paper? Yeah, probably. I mean, they're both going in different directions, aren't they? West Ham on a positive wave and Newcastle seem to be stuck a bit. Yeah, so that was, I think, obviously our joint rant this week, really. Mine specifically about Newcastle, but about just some teams in particular that just don't seem to be performing really at the moment. So some more matches from the FA Cup fourth round. Um, Well, I've just been mentioning them, actually. West Ham had a very convincing and kind of routine win against Doncaster Rovers 4-0. Obviously, Doncaster Rovers League One and West Ham bang in form. Five wins on the bounce in all competitions, seven undefeated. Again, it just highlights what a strong squad they've got. They rested Rice, Bowen, Antonio, Cresswell. So instead, they had people like Fornals, Lanzini, Yarmolenko getting some starts. Suchek, I know he normally starts anyway. But some players that perhaps in the past, Fornals, Lanzini, are just in and out of form, maybe due to injuries, but it does seem to be gelling for West Ham. So, yeah, a hurdle that they've easily gone over, 4-0 against Doncaster Rovers. And then Barnsley versus Norwich, 1-0 win to Barnsley. Obviously, both within the championship, but Norwich are currently top of the championship and Barnsley mid-table, 11th. And they hadn't actually... Uh, one of their last three matches in the league. So they'd lost all three on the bounce, I think. So um, you would have expected Norwich to have won that one. And it was a deserved win for Barnsley. Um, all the press and papers were saying, even though they had 29% possession, they still managed to have 16 shots and 10 of those on target. So yeah, really good result for Barnsley against Norwich. And then as well, there's some really important FA Cup matches on Sunday. Um, you had solid wins from Chelsea, 3-1 against Luton. Leicester had to come from behind to win 3-1 at Brentford. Everton, easy win over Sheffield Wednesday, 3-0. A lot of high-scoring matches, actually, on Sunday. Um, But the big result, the big match, was really, really entertaining as well. Fantastic uh, affair, really. And that was obviously Man United against Liverpool, 3-2 to Man U. Both teams put on a really good display, quite an open match, lots of great attacking plays. Encouraging for Liverpool to see... Salah and Firmino link well together. Obviously, two assists from Firmino and two goals from Salah. But United got it in the end. Fantastic free kick from Bruno Fernandes to set up their next round match against Inform West Ham. And then also quite an interesting result. Burnley winning 3-0 at Fulham. Both teams seem to rest some of their key players. 
But um, Rodriguez as well from Burnley, not had much pitch time really in the Premier League this season, making the most of his opportunity and scoring two goals for Burnley. So overall, very entertaining FA Cup round matches, teeing up what should be a fantastic fifth round of the FA Cup. Uh, League Two, a couple of interesting matches. So you had the Humber Derby this weekend. Scunthorpe, Grimsby, two teams down the bottom end of the table this year. Paul Hurst, new manager, taking Grimsby there, hoping for something. But uh, unfortunately for them, Scunthorpe beat them 3-0, quite an easy win in the end. Takes Scunthorpe up to 19th and Grimsby, 23rd, played 25, 21 points. So in a bit of a a rut, really. Not one in the last seven games. The last one was actually at home to Scunthorpe in the other match, the return match. Say the Humber Derby, 27 miles apart. Two goals from Abo Aisa, 25-year-old Sudanese players, played for Shrewsbury, Colchester, 50 games for Scunthorpe. So another one of these low, uh, lower league players who's knocking a couple of goals in, got 11 goals now for Scunthorpe. So it'll be interesting to see how Abo Aisa gets on. Grimsby had 60% possession, four shots on target, but just couldn't get the ball in the net. So great win for Scunthorpe, takes them up to 19th. Oldham, Newport. Again, Oldham, one of those teams that are um, delivering some great results. Beat Newport 3-2 yesterday. Uh, Newport, not one in eight games now. Last win was uh, home to Grimsby, 2-0. They're down to third, still in the playoff places, but um, after a great start, slipping a bit. Oldham up to 14th, only six points off the playoffs. Harry Kewell's doing a brilliant job there. Newport had Labadine sent off after 14 minutes, so they did well to keep in the game. Oldham have done the double over Newport. Michael uh, Flynn, the manager of Newport, pointed out, called the match a disaster. Uh, an own goal and a red card. Uh, so not a great day for Newport, but a great day for Oldham. A couple of games in the National League. Full programme there. Uh, Notts County, Torquay, quite a big match. Notts County, eighth, looking to get up. Torquay clear at the top. Nil-nil, uh, very tight match. Torquay now nine points clear of Sutton. Although Sutton have got three games in hand and Hartlepool on the same points as Sutton as well. The other one worth mentioning, Hartlepool lost actually. They've been a great run. They've had four straight wins in a row. Uh, they're down to third because Weymouth beat them 1-0. Weymouth's 21st, still five points adrift of staying safe, but they must be thrilled with that. Hartlepool had a player sent off Molyneux in the 69th minute. Um, a quiet goal in the 40th minute. Weymouth's first win in 10 at the Bob Lucas Stadium. Ground have been past old ground, actually big old ground. Been passed several times, driven but never been in it. So hopefully in peacetime, get into the Bob Lucas Stadium and see Weymouth. Let's hope they uh, manage to stay up. So a couple of games in the National League. Right, rave time. I mentioned in my FA Cup fourth round matches that Cheltenham put on a really good performance for City. And it was very entertaining to watch. So my rave is based around Cheltenham and the fact that we saw the return of the long throw-in. Now, Ben Tozer from Cheltenham, he completely bamboozled City. That's how they actually got their goal from this humongous throw-in. And I was just thinking, especially in the Premier League... You don't really see it. I mean, you don't see it at all now in the Premier League. And it reminded me of, you know, Rory Delap from Stoke and just how effective it is. I mean, it's not the prettiest, but I think for someone watching it from the outside, it's very entertaining. What do you reckon? Should they try and get people in the Premier League specifically trying to do long throw-ins like Rory Delap and Ben Tozer? Yeah, well, if you think about goals from uh, set pieces, if you call it a set piece, there's lots of goals from set pieces. So, yeah, why not? 
who would be your kind of forwards that you think would actually be relishing someone within the Premier League forwards um, like Ben Tozer who could just throw it and lob it in the box? Any particular forwards? Well, you've got your Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, all those traditional old centre forwards, really. Yeah, so I'm saying bring back the return of the long throw-in. I think it's very entertaining and it's it's quite impressive. It's quite an achievement, really, to see how far they can throw it. Uh, mine's about Micah Richards, actually. So okay. Micah Richards, 32 years old taking up punditry as a lot of players do but he's quite a young player to do it he's um, I say he's only 32 his knee injuries I think forced him out to retire a bit earlier than he wanted to actually he only made just over 200 appearances Man City mostly Fiorentina on loan 10 matches there and Aston Villa so he wasn't prolific but he did get 13 games for England so I think he's I mean he's brought a breath of fresh air to um the uh, Match of the Day studio or wherever he is uh, commentating. You rate him as a pundit? Yeah, I do, actually. I think he's good, and I think he's got a real positive approach. Uh, I mean, you've got some of them, no names, they sit there and moan and groan, and <laughs> life's terrible, but I say I think he still wants to play. He's only 32. You can imagine he's sat there kicking every ball. I just think he brings that positivity definitely to the television, so I think it's, I think it's really good, actually. Good to see a, a young guy there, good to see a positive player and always looking for a glass half full. Barnet of the week. Well, again, I go back to Cheltenham with Man City, but is a Man City player that, for me, this is his best season that he's had in a City shirt. He's 30-year-old German, Ilkay Gundogan. You also mentioned the fact he's in form, and just uh, looking back over his career so far as City, I think he's been there since 2016 and he was a Guardiola's first ever City signing, which I think is quite interesting. Great season he's had so far, four goals in 11 games, surely going to beat his um, best goal tally so far in a season, which was six goals in 31 games. But going back to his barnet, looking very luscious, very wavy, a little bit unruly, but I'm appreciating it. Him and Bernardo Silva both kind of going for the wavy, uh, luscious Barnet look. So Gundogan's definitely getting it for me this week. Uh, I've gone for uh, Aston Villa's Matt Cash, actually. Not okay. not tennis's Pat Cash. Yeah. Aston Villa's Matt Cash. Although Pat Cash had a good... Uh, he did. Good hairstyle. But yeah, Matt Cash, he's, um, I think, two things. He's playing well. He's certainly uh, settled well into that Villa team that are doing brilliantly well. And with his shaved sides and floppy top, I think he's uh, definitely sporting a, a, a good barnet. So now we're going to go for our ones to watch for next week. Obviously, it's a jam-packed schedule as always, and there's some midweek matches. So from the Premier League, um, I've gone for Tuesday, 6pm, Newcastle versus Leeds. Obviously, both teams are really out of form at the moment. Both need a result. Four points between them in the table. And back in December, Leeds won 5-2. What do you reckon about that one, Newcastle-Leeds? Uh, you've got a fancy Leeds, haven't you, really? Yeah, you'd think they'd get back to their goal-scoring and winning ways at some point. And then also, typical Thursday, 8pm, big match, Tottenham versus Liverpool. Um, Liverpool not won in five Premier League games, and Tottenham obviously want to close the gap on top place Man United. It's a seven-point gap there. Liverpool won at 2-1 back in December where you had the 90-minute Firmino winner. Tottenham-Liverpool, what are you saying, Dad? Uh, well, Tottenham, you'd think, wouldn't you? Liverpool beating at home by Burnley, mm-hmm. hitting a bit of a rock bottom, so maybe it'll continue. So those are my ones to watch from the Premier League. Championship, so you've got uh, a couple of interesting matches there. Well, lots of interesting matches. Barnsley-Cardiff, uh, mostly because Cardiff are just in this rut, really. 
lost the last six matches, a new manager. Whether they'll have a new manager by uh, the time they play Barnsley, I'm not sure, but they're uh, looking for a new manager, so a bit of a tough time for Cardiff. Barnsley, hopefully on the way up. Good win, as you said, a good win at Nor- against Norwich in the FA Cup. So up to 11th now, Barnsley. They could challenge so well since they've been in the Premier League. And then Swansea-Brentford, that's a real top-of-the-table clash. Uh, Swansea second, eight games undefeated. Bradford fourth, 19 games undefeated. But wow. Sorry, Brentford would go above Swansea if they won this game. And they'd have a game in hand as well. So, um, yeah, that'd be a, a really interesting, cracking match, actually. Swansea versus Brentford. In League One, Tuesday night, 7pm, Portsmouth versus Lincoln. Obviously, Portsmouth are fourth, Lincoln a second. Lincoln undefeated in five league matches now, so doing really well. Portsmouth, interestingly, lost at home 4-0 to Hull, but then won 4-0 against Wimbledon. Uh, yeah, you can you're just hard to tell where they're going to go at the moment, Portsmouth. And then also 7.45 on Tuesday as well. Two teams obviously pushing for the playoffs, Ipswich versus Sunderland. Ipswich are ninth, Sunderland are seventh in the table. Only one point between them, though. Uh, both very similar form. One, one, last, uh, lost one as well in their last two matches. So definitely two quite um, big fixtures as well on Tuesday night in League One. Uh, and then League Two, Newport third versus Carlisle fourth. Uh, the last time they played at Brunton Park in November, Carlisle won 3-2. So that'll be an interesting match. Newport definitely need to get back on the winning trail. And then down the bottom of the table, Barrow Grimsby, two teams locked in a relegation fight, 21st and 23rd respectively. And then just a quick one from the National League. There's a bottom of the table clash there worth mentioning. Dover versus Barnet. So literally bottom two teams. Seven points and nine points respectively. They both look in a lot of trouble, but um be a big match. Dover haven't won for eight matches and Barnet for 12 matches. Probably be a draw then. Yeah, bottom of the table clash, Dover versus Barnet in the National League. Right, that's it for this week. We've had roundup. There's been loads of fixtures really to have to round up this week. And we've also had some classic raves, rants and some barnets of the week. We'll be back with some more football chants and rants with the plants next week. We'll see you then.